This is episode 220 of Bella in Your Business. Hi there, I'm Bella Vaster from Jump Consulting. You might know me from CBS, NBC, Fox, Huffington Post, Entrepreneur, or maybe you've seen me speak on stage or read my book, The Four Dogs That Every Business Owner Needs. In any case, get ready because you're about to get your hashtag Bella butt kicking in this next episode of Bella in Your Business. So what do you say? Let's get ready and jump. Welcome everybody to another episode of Bella in Your Business. My name is Bella Vassa from Jump Consulting. And today I actually have brought back on Joe with Hannah. You guys might remember a couple of episodes ago, Joe's from Walker Scout. He is one of the only dog recruiters I know out there that actually has been a dog walker and also created an entire business, helping many people around the country and in other countries hire. He's joined today by Hannah and Hannah is really the main focus today because she knocked my socks off you guys. Joe, you're amazing, but Hannah is too, but typically amazing people hang out with amazing people. So that's why we're all hanging out together. (laughs) Hannah is, she's also been a dog walker as well, but she helps and assists Joe in interviewing applicants for animal care jobs all over the country. She is also, and the reason why I brought her on is she has this aura about her that she wants to really make people feel comfortable as they're being interviewed by being kind and inclusive and compassionate. And she's always trying to learn new things about recruiting and social justice to improve our business practices and make changes that can cater to our rapidly changing world. I really loved this topic and I love what she has to say. And I cannot wait to get into her mind today and also expose all of you guys to it because I think it might give you some really interesting ideas on how to keep up with just being an awesome human. I'm not even going to say keep up with the times, just be a good human and make people really want to work for you and maybe help build your company culture. I know that's a, it's a tough concept for a lot of us to figure out like, well, what is our company culture? And I think today this is going to give you some good ideas. So that was a long intro. How are you guys doing today? Hi, Joe. Hi, I'm doing well. Thank you. Thanks for coming back on the show so quickly. Hannah, how are you? I'm good. Thanks. Yeah, it's good to be back. <laughs> Absolutely. So Hannah, why don't you uh, maybe fill in the blanks a little bit if I missed anything on who you are and what you do. And then if you can kind of go into like just how we can create an inclusive environment in our workplace. Yeah, well, thanks. So, I mean, you pretty much covered most of it. I've been a dog walker for a few years. I worked with Joe at Windy City Dog Walkers, and I've been working with Joe at Walker Scout for about six months now doing hiring. And, you know, like you said, I'm really passionate about social justice, especially in the animal care industry, because, you know, we have to be compassionate. You know, that's just what we have to do. We have to set ourselves apart from the crowd. So I'm also, you know, a member of the LGBTQ community, and that's how I connect to other people's experiences of oppression. I think having that empathy and connecting with other people's experiences, even though you don't have the same, is a really core component of what we're going to be talking about today. So basically, learning about diversity, equity, and inclusion can be really helpful in 2020. You know, it's a hectic year. We've had a controversial election, a pandemic, and the most historic civil rights movement. And, you know, not only is it our moral and ethical obligation to be inclusive, but 
it's also going to help you make more money. You know, so according to an article on McKinsey.com called Why Diversity Matters, companies in the top quartile for racial and ethnic diversity are 35% more likely to have financial returns above their respective national industry medians. So this is really great news. Obviously, we should be doing this out of the goodness of our hearts, but it's (laughs) nice to have an incentive. So It also proves that inclusion helps everyone. It doesn't just help oppressed communities. Giving back to others is going to, you know, eventually come back around to you. And that's just a a nice thing to realize and uncover in this research. So today I'm going to be talking about inclusion, intersectionality, privilege, identity, how it pertains to the animal care industry's workplace and hiring practices, and how it can help grow your business. So I really want to start off with this quote from a book called Why Are All the Black Kids Sitting Together in the Cafeteria by Beverly Tatum. It's really stuck with me throughout my you know, education on inclusiveness. And you know, it helps me understand why doing nothing is easy, but it's not an option. So it's kind of a long quote, but I'll get into it. So it starts off by saying, racism is ingrained in the fabric of American institutions, and it's easily self-perpetuating. All that is required to maintain it is business as usual. I sometimes visualize the ongoing cycle of racism as a moving walkway at the airport. Active racist behavior is the equivalent to walking fast on the conveyor belt. The person engaged in active racist behavior has identified with the ideology of white supremacy and is moving with it. Passive racist behavior is equivalent to standing still on the walkway. No overt effort is being made, but the conveyor belt still moves the bystanders along to the same destination as those who are actively walking. Some of the bystanders may feel the motion of the conveyor belt, see the active racists ahead of them, and choose to turn around, unwilling to go in the same destination as the white supremacists. But unless they're actively walking in the opposite direction, at a faster speed than the conveyor belt, unless they're actively anti-racist, they're going to find themselves carried along with the others. So that's the end of the quote. I really think it's so powerful. You know, it, it makes me think and it primes us to address how pervasive racism really is. But it also helps us to understand discrimination in all forms towards members of the LGBTQ community. From here on out, it's kind of tiring to say LGBTQ. So I'm just going to use queer because it's an umbrella term. It's a term a lot of people use to identify as members of the LGBTQ community. So I'm just going to use that from here on out. So it helps us understand discrimination towards queer people, people of color, people with disabilities, people who struggle with mental health, and more underrepresented groups. And this is the backbone of intersectionality is understanding everyone's identity and that there are multiple oppressed groups. So I'm going to get into intersectionality a bit later. So we can create an inclusive environment by being a part of the change. Like what can pet sitting a business and dog walking business owners do today, like in their hiring process to be more inclusive? Yeah, that's a really great question. So it's hard to answer it. I'll answer it to the best of my ability because we're just touching on the tip of a mountain of information on diversity, equity, and inclusion. You know, it's not going to cover everything you need to know today. It's kind of impossible just in the time we have. We can't cover the entire history of oppression and civil rights, but it's going to be a good starting point for you. So creating an inclusive environment, you know, it can be done overnight, but there are steps you can take to move towards that. So first, you know, relax. It's okay to not know everything. It's okay to ask questions and figure out things with other people. 
We do have to keep in mind, though, that if you're not a member of a marginalized group, asking questions of people who are can be tricky because their experience of discrimination can be really exhausting. And this is what's referred to as the weathering effect, which, according to NPR, is what Arlene Geronimus first described in the 1970s as the erosion of people of color's health due to constant stress from discrimination. So it's also tricky because experiences aren't homogenous among marginalized groups. One person's experience isn't representative of everyone's. So it's hard to tell if someone wants to talk about it, and we have to be sensitive to that. When in doubt, ask permission first. But, you know, it's good to leave platforms open for people to make suggestions when they feel comfortable. So another thing that's really important is having humility in these conversations. Pride is not helpful. Empathy is definitely better. You know, connecting with people's suffering and people's oppression is going to help you. And identifying with that in any way that you can is going to help you. So the second thing that can help you create a more inclusive environment is to make a DEI or diversity, equity and inclusion statement explicitly telling employees and candidates about your company's values, making a DEI statement in your ads, job ads, and on your website is a really important step in getting people comfortable enough to apply to your business and to want to be clients. So I found some guidelines for how to write a DEI commitment statement on the Denver Foundation's website or the nonprofitinclusiveness.org. So they say that, you know, we value diversity. Statements like that are a bit general. So they recommend that saying things that communicate that inclusiveness is about treating people with respect. So statements that are more focused on core values, like we'll treat each other fairly and we value the opinions of others, have a better way of communicating how you want to treat people. So you know, also explicitly stating that your company is LGBTQ friendly is really helpful. I know that a lot of queer people will not want to work at a place unless the company makes it clear that they're allies or part of the community. So my experience with that is at Windy City, it was very neutral. You know, I didn't feel like anyone was treating me differently, but I would have jumped at the chance to apply for a job that had a DEI statement or a queer ally statement. And I think that's really powerful. It's going to draw in more candidates and it's just going to help you find the best person for the job. I'm so sorry to interrupt. Yeah, go ahead. I just want to briefly say, because I was Hannah's hiring manager at Windy City Dog Walkers. And, you know, we've been doing a lot of research over the last few weeks about this subject. It's kind of made me realize that being honest and kind isn't enough. You need to really show that you can be an ally of this community. And not to interrupt for too long, but I just want to briefly say that I believe that most people want to work with a diverse group of people. And gender, race, age, those are the number one ways that a company could show their diversity efforts, right? So I think, Bella, you would ask, like, what are some things that we could do, you know, not quickly without intent, but, you know, what are some things that we could start to do today or tomorrow to show that we have an inclusive environment? So Hannah kind of touched on this. Make sure that your website has a DEI statement. We're going to start exploring the possibility of Tana and I working with clients to write DEI statements at no cost because we believe in that mission. But they have to be unique to the company. can't just be like a marketing ploy. You have to really believe in it. I also believe that a website has to represent your diverse team. Hopefully, you have a diverse team. So ideally, photos of your team. Ideally, any of your candidates that can see themselves with your team. They want to be able to visualize themselves working at your company. There's a really smart company who's really forward-thinking called Boston for the Dogs. 
and they actually have listed all of their preferred pronouns with all their team members. So I hope that gives a little bit more insight on things you could do to like, hey, we could get this together in a couple of days if everyone's feeling comfortable and we can make these updates to the website within a week or so, and including a DEI statement that Walker Scout could help you with for free. So I hope that just want to add those little additional insights. I love those takeaways, Joe, of like the action items, because I think that this is a really important topic, which is why we're all here today. But I also want to, it's always important for our listeners to be like, okay, so how can I do that? Like they're very eager and they want to do things. So thank you for breaking that down that way. You guys, what I'm realizing right now is that this is a very wide and depth like conversation. And I don't even know if we actually have enough time on this podcast to get as deep as you guys really know how to go with us. And I'm so happy to have you because not this isn't talked about that much. Hannah, there is a lot more to this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I could go on for days defining terms, but I'm not going to. I think the most important thing to wrap up the how to create an inclusive environment is to implement implicit bias training for your leadership, for your employees, define terms, have conversations. That's a big step. Another big step is to tailor your ads to multiple groups of people have ads that tailor to people of color because you're, you're not always going to reach those people, have ads that tailor to queer people and, you know, just make it clear that it's inclusive for everyone. I love that so much because I think when we talk about tailoring ads, we talk about tailoring it to the mom or like the college age kid, but never really the kind of thing that we're talking about today. And I even am a little confused on how that would look like, but I know that you guys are going to be a wealth of information in, in the moments to come because I know you have, would you be willing to like do a blog or come back on a Facebook live or I don't know, somehow come back to jump and keep pouring information into us? Yeah, sure. Of course. Awesome. And Joe, I know that you have some tips prepared for our listeners today that they can kind of like take home with them. So I'm going to pass it over to you. Thank you so much. I have some really easy tips that you could do pretty much all for free today. So we like free. (laughs) Free is good. And today is good. So don't allow simple demographic information like names, addresses, or someone's graduation date to ever influence your selection, right? Judge candidates by their cover letter, their resume, their application, and the subsequent interviews. And you have to remember that every disqualification needs a reason. You can't just DQ people for no reason. And you need to have standard questions across the board. You yes. need to have direct comparisons between your candidates, add follow-up questions during the interview, but you really need to talk to these people and realize who is your best candidate. Just because someone looks like you or talks like you doesn't mean they're the best. You can't use your intuition solely on, you can't rely solely on intuition during the recruitment process. Finally, I guess, collaborate with staff. If you're not a one-person hiring department, that would be ideal. With Walker Scout, Hannah and I work pretty much with every candidate as a team. The greater diversity of your team, the greater diversity in your hiring department, the greater diversity with your walking team, your dog walkers. And, you know, it's nice because we can kind of keep each other in check. If Hannah and I were only hiring the same type of person over and over again, I think we can kind of show that there's something wrong with our system. So, you know, if you don't have a hiring department, maybe Walker Scout could be your hiring department because we're always going to try and foster diversity. And because we have a team, there's kind of a, a check on any bias or prejudice. That's amazing. And uh, I know many people that have used you guys and I love it. For the listeners out there, the next question that always comes is, well, how much does this cost? And you guys, they have this sliding scale that is 
different for everyone and it's according to who is hired. And then if you're in the mastermind, you get even a sweeter deal and a better discount, but that's why y'all should be in the mastermind. (laughs) Anyways, Joe and Hannah, I have just thoroughly enjoyed having you on here, just expanding our brain to think a little bit differently. Think more about what matters in this world and what do we want for our business and how do we consciously choose to grow our business, our culture, our staff, the people that are are representing our blood, sweat, and tears, right? And how we can just make others feel more, I keep using the word inclusive, you know, to it. I have a ton to learn about this, a ton. And as I've shared with you guys, I'm lucky enough to have a platform where I've got this podcast and all these amazing listeners at 120 episodes at this recording and over 110,000 downloads. You guys are absolutely amazing. I encourage you to share this episode with people get the information out there, at least get thinking a little bit differently because it's really, really hard to see what is it, the forest when you're trapped down in the trees? Mm. Is that the right word? Is that, the, is that how it's saying? No, you can't see the forest from the trees. But... Thank you. Thank you. I know it's kind of a little weird. <laughs> um, but Hannah, girl, I'm going to keep picking your brain and publishing your stuff <laughs> everywhere because you have a lot more to say to everyone. You guys, I also want to encourage you to uh, reach out to them, say thanks at the very least, or figure out more of what they do wherever you found this podcast, go ahead and leave your biggest takeaway. We always like to know that as well. And remember that when life gets you down to always keep jumping. So what did you think? Did you love this episode? I sure hope you did because I put a lot of love into this for you. Uh, The best way you can show me that is by going to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcast and go ahead and leave a review. I just might read it on the next episode. I also want to remind you that when life gets you down, remember to always keep jumping. Thanks for listening.